Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this episode of Alaska Tracy podcast. What a special guest we have today, Betty Withrow. Betty and I connected on a speed networking call called Blitzer. And Betty became my editor for the Eddie book that is coming out, Eddie the Dog, uh, after sort of keeping in touch with me for about a year. She really helped me to focus and complete the book. Betty is a creative professional. She spent her life working in the visual arts and the written word. She's an entrepreneur from the age of 16. She's worked in ranching, food service, as a fashion original, and as a writer. For 47 years, she was a resident of Big Sur, California, doing whatever was needed to make the day work. While raising a ranch in the remote backcountry, she created local businesses and worked with retailers in many different areas, learning the language of sales by firsthand experience. Betty is known for her top quality fashion and home decor line made by hand in her studio. No two pieces are alike. And she showed me some of her work, which is beautiful. She has a wonderful line of hats, FYI. Uh, So get a hold of her if you would like to see her hat design collection. Oh, I love them. And I've got one on my list that I would like to buy. Her devotion to quality and her expert and meticulous artisanal craftsmanship make her items sought after in the marketplace and considered collectibles. Betty is a book coach and editor as well as a copywriter for professionals and business owners. She's a specialist in language and the art of persuasion by means of the written word. For more information, you can read the show notes to contact Betty, get a hold of Betty, or um, let me know. And yes, connect with her on LinkedIn, Betty Withrow. W-I-T-H-R-O-W, and she's going to share some insights, some challenges, some stories, and some ways to help you with your writing, with your content, with your book. Let's give Betty a welcome to Alaska Tracy podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, hello, Betty, and welcome to the Alaska Tracy podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me, Tracy. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being here. We are recording this towards the, well, the last week of March, 2022. And we were just talking, Betty's joining us from Monterey, where she has a balmy 55 degrees. (laughs) Cool, cool 55. Uh And we here in Anchorage, Alaska just had more snow. (laughs) It's a wonderful day. Yes. It is a beautiful day. It is. Yeah. 
So Betty, share, if you will, you, you're just a woman of all different, before we hit record, I was talking to Betty about her talents. And even though you and I have talked for online for about a year, um, I'm just blown away with, with all of your skills. If you'll take us back to, I guess, sort of where you began and how you got to where you are today in a short story, can you share with us some of your challenges and struggles and, and how you got to where you are today? Uh, sure, sure. Well, my background starts with, I, I was born in New Jersey and I lived in New Jersey as a kid with a short time in California uh, where my father was working on the rockets. And um, after I had been exposed to California for a bit, I came back and, uh, well, let's see, while I was in New Jersey, I got some grounding in how to write. And uh, I, I, it took me many years to understand the value of my mentor and what she had taught me. Um, and then I got out to California and I got involved in Big Sur and the life in Big Sur, which is its own creature. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a deeply rural environment. Everyone there is very adventurous. And I ended up living in the back country there for many years, building a ranch along with my family. Um, I raised three sons there. And uh, that in itself was an immense challenge because we started with basically very little. And I had to make the most out of every resource that came along. I learned how to grow food. I already knew how to make clothing. So that was a plus. And I also learned how to maneuver in all kinds of challenging situations that the wild presents. And, and you, you know something about that, Tracy. <laughs> yes. In the wild, you never quite know how the day is going to go. So I, I had all of that going on. And at the same time, I still... In, in the back of my mind was this writer who was just there and she wasn't really writing because she was busy raising kids and building a ranch and things. Um, I, but I, whenever I had a chance, I would still write something and put it in a folder somewhere. And uh, over time, I started to exercise my imagination more. And I also learned how to raise money to raise a ranch because that's what it's all about is to, so I started different businesses. And so and along the Big Sur coast is this long, long highway with lots of things going on there and many people going to and fro. So I, and that meant going to Monterey where I live now from the ranch was a two hour drive. And along the way, there were a lot of opportunities to make money doing different things. So I bootstrapped myself from being, having really very little Sorry. Sorry about that, everybody. Speaking of wildlife, we've had coyotes like running by the window, carrying on. Isn't that crazy? Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's okay. I know about coyotes. They're just a flat nuisance and they always know when you've got something going on. <laughs> Right. You know, they show up at the worst time always. You know? Right. 
Yeah. So how, so Big Sur is not by the ocean or is it? I it know. is. It's near the ocean. It's, okay. it's actually mountains going right down to the ocean. Okay. And so, uh, and Highway 1 runs right along the ocean. But I was living up on the top of the of the hill. So I had a long drive just to get to Highway 1 and the ocean and everything. I could see the ocean from my house. Um, but I couldn't go there unless I, well, originally when I first got there as a 20 year old, I used to walk down there with my son. It was a four mile walk and, and, and walk back up the hill, but. Oh my gosh. Changed. Yeah. yeah. So I lived this very adventurous pioneer style life. And I mean, really literally living on the edge. And um, I learned a lot about how to communicate with different kinds of people. Because different, first of all, people would drop in from all over the place. I mean, you think you're out in the middle of nowhere, but people are coming in and, uh, you know, you, you just never know who's going to show up because, you know, it was just that kind of a world at that time. But um, so I started realizing that different people and different environments really have separate languages. And uh, I, I have always made things. I, I think I told you earlier that I learned to sew when I was five. And so I started making things to sell to raise money. You know, it, it was like, you know, bookmarks or dolls or whatever materials came along. I would find something to make out of it and go sell it, you know, Christmas ornaments, whatever. And so I, I got more skilled at connecting with people on different levels. And that really served me a lot in understanding what was going on in my life and in the market. And then later on, when the kids grew up and moved on with their lives, I got more into writing and started realizing that the skills of communication in the market are something that people don't understand. They, I mean, some people do, but a lot of people don't. And they don't, um, they don't know the things that I kind of thought everybody knew, <laughs> which was kind of strange to me. And then, and then I realized, well, you know what that means? That means that you have something that you can offer to the world. Right. So uh, th all of those challenges gave me uh, a, a lot of different gifts. Um, I learned how to become courageous when I really didn't know what was going on at all. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to become more ingenious and more creative as I came up with ways to solve different problems. Um, you know, I, I mean, I was living the full backcountry life. I had uh, livestock and kids and dogs and gardens and trees and you know again people firewood all the stuff that's associated with backcountry living was all part of my repertoire um and uh so that's those are some of the challenges i mean i had other challenges earlier in life <laughs> do you miss the backcountry living what's that do you miss the backcountry living um sometimes i do um I mean, I still find that I'm connected with the place that I lived on a, a deep psychic level. Mm -hmm. um, but there are things about it that I don't miss. I mean, I, I did all those things for 47 years. And uh, at a certain point, I started going, you know, carrying firewood is kind of getting old <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, there's things about it that I do miss, you know, like walking out in the, and, you know, going, okay, what am I doing in the garden today? Um, and things like that. Or the, the biggest thing I think that I miss is the stars going out in the nighttime and seeing all of the stars. 
So I go out in the country. I, I have friends who still live on the Big Sur coast in a wonderful place at the top of the ridge. And they're both working artists. So we go and uh, you know, we go into artist mode and well, we're always in artist mode, but um, their place is great for that. Um, they're very welcoming and have a, a really sweet little guest house. So I can walk outside and see the stars and have that moment and share it with my friends on that level. So nice. I'm fortunate to still be able to go there. And uh, it's, they, they don't live as far away from town, but they, I was thinking of them this morning. They're 20 minutes from town, but by the time you get up to their place at the top of the ridge, you could be on the edge of the world and you would never know that there was a town over there. You know, so. Oh my goodness. And I, I don't picture California that way at all. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Big Sur is the wildest part of the coast of California. It's, you know, we have San Francisco to the north and San Luis Obispo to the south and in between, there's very little. I mean, there's only very small towns. And there's a whole section of the coast, like where I was living, where there are no towns at all. I mean, you can go for an hour and a half and not run into a town anywhere. So that's amazing. Yeah. Did your sons stay in California? Um, two of them are in California. One of them still lives in Big Sur, actually. He takes care of a 300-acre ranch. That's right next to the ocean. So again, you know, the, and it has a guest house. So every once in a while I go there and, um, and spend a night at that place, which is, it's very sweet. It's um, you can walk out along the cliff and look down the ocean and see the cows in the meadow and all of those things. Um, my youngest son is career military and he lives in San Diego. It, he's currently stationed in Korea where he's mm. training helicopter pilots. Um, he is, he is a helicopter pilot and as flight instructor. And so he's over there helping guys and women get recertified so they can continue to fly. Amazing. Good for him. Yeah. Wow. Um, you, so I had no idea, like you mentioned 40 years, I, I, like, I have no idea how old you are. No idea. Uh, and you don't seem to be slowing down at all. You're uh, an editor. You're uh, doing your fashion. Do you see yourself ever retiring? Um, well, we have a saying that artists don't retire. We change our focus. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because being creative is just who I am. Why would I stop? You know? Exactly. Exactly. And you were showing me some of your work that you do. Oh my goodness. It's intricate. It's really intricate work that must really keep your brain stimulated as well as being an editor, of course. Well, it, yeah, it does. It's a change of gears. Uh -huh. When I'm making something, my hands and my muscle memory is on a different level than when I'm focused on the screen with words, for instance. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's, yeah. And it's still creative and yeah, I do have to pay attention <laughs> because the details are everything. Yeah. Right. With both for sure. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you have helped me edit the upcoming book that I have on Eddie, the dog. Mm -hmm. And um, you and I met through a, oh gosh, speed networking. What do you call yeah. that? What, it's, what is, it's Blitzer. Blitzer. Platform. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you're still involved with that. 
I am still involved with that. In fact, I have an event that takes place every Thursday on Blitzer that I just started doing with a collaborator. And I'll send you the link uh, to the event if you want to come, Tracy. We'd love to have you. We're calling it Share Your Brand Story. And it's uh, my collaborator is Joey Garrity, whose book just came out. I was her book coach as well. And, uh, and she's just really fun. She's a brand expert. She spent a lot of time in Hollywood and we're very good friends. So this is a way for us to see more of each other. (laughs) Oh, nice. Well, I'll pop that event in the show notes as well for anybody else. That'd be wonderful. I would like to join. Do you find that you uh, gain a lot of clients through that networking? You, that's yeah. where you and I met. Yes. 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 Yeah. It, it's been tremendous for me. Uh, clients, collaborators, friends, um, you know, potential, all kinds of different things. And, you know, sometimes it takes a while before you figure out where the common ground is, but when I talk to people about what I do, I mean, because I'm, I'm an editor, I'm a book coach and, um, and a ghostwriter and I I write marketing copies. So when I tell people that I'm a writing professional, if they need what I'm doing, they know. And so, you know, I make a point of having all of my information of how they can get a a 30 minute one-on-one with me ready to go in the chat so we can save time. And what I love about this, this platform is, well, first of all, there's certain people I see almost every day, which is great and builds deep friendships. And also, um, well, there's advantages and disadvantages to having a five minute window. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the advantage is you have really have to focus and concentrate and, uh, and you find out a lot about a person surprisingly a lot in five minutes. And then over time, you can get to know people five minutes at a time. Another thing that's an advantage is if you find that you're not compatible with someone, it's only five minutes. It's not like being at a a live networking event where you're going, oh, how am I going to stop talking to this person? You know, so um, it's interesting the way that we're interfacing with technology at this time, you know, coming through the pandemic has changed a lot of things. I loved it. And what I loved was that you were so patient with me, Betty. I told you that I have this book, this 10 year project, right. On Eddie and, and, and you were so like non-salesy. You just kept keeping in touch with me, you know, and how's it going and how's it going. And then at the end of the last push, I was like, all right, Betty, I'm going to touch base with you every day for the next 10 days and, and get it done. And, and gosh, it, I think it's been about a year that I think so. I think so. I think we met about a year ago. And, and I love that at the end of it, you were just, you were going, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And I'd get like maybe three or four words, even on a day. And I'd go, she's there. She's there. I was so happy that you were following through, you know, and I mean, a person isn't ready until they're ready, but sometimes they don't quite realize they're ready yet too. That's another thing. You know, I mean, I have this one woman that I'm working with um, she just completed a, a short program with me who told me, I've been wanting to write this book for 20 years and oh. now it's coming out and she's just on fire. I mean, it's wonderful. She's just like there and that really, and her book is, is very valuable. I mean, it, it has a lot of great stuff in it for the community. So oh. um, that's, that's what makes it really happen for me is when I see the change as a person pulls it together and makes it happen. You know, I love oh. that. 
It's just, and it's so, like you said, it's so different for each person. Like I follow or was following writers like, um, oh, what is her name? It's up here. Um, oh my goodness. She's done big magic. Um, oh, uh, right. Um, now you got me too. <laughs> right. Oh goodness. Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes. Yes. Elizabeth Gilbert. And I was, I was so busy focusing on how she writes every day and her nook and her like that I lost sight of writing uh-huh. because it doesn't have to look like that. It doesn't have right. to look like anybody else's. It's just like, like you, you said, like one night, I, a couple nights I emailed you and said, Oh my goodness, I wrote for two minutes. <laughs> and you're like, that's okay. You're doing it. You know, like, right. right. It doesn't have to be in this perfect spot with this like 10 hours of writing every day or get up and yeah. And that's, I got caught up with all that. Well, I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. They they do this, they do that. Like, no. Right. And and see, this is the thing is there's no two projects anywhere near alike. They're even remotely alike. And there's no two authors that are remotely alike. What works for one person does not work for another. And and you met me where I was at. And that's what I loved about it. How that's that's the thing is meet you where you're at. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. How have you used that? helping people coach people meeting them where they're at with your past with obstacles that you've overcome well that's been how I've overcome things is to look at something and say well here we are you know what are you going to do about it and um, I have a saying that arguing with the present moment is like arguing with it is literally arguing with the whole universe so who do you think is going to win And so where's the place that you can create an interface with whatever's going on that is creative and productive and uh, it's going to lead to a successful result. And sometimes you really have to puzzle through that because it, and in a lot of cases, it is not particularly flattering to your ego (laughs) to contemplate that and go, okay, well, I'm going to have to let go of an idea of what I thought this was and, and, or who I thought I was and say, okay, I'm going to be on this level with this situation and go into it at that level um, and, uh, and, and find the resolution. Right. So when you wake up on days, which we all have them that are a, a real struggle, Mm-hmm. How do you keep moving forward? What tools do you use to keep moving forward, Betty? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing I do when I wake up is, um, well, I take a vitamin B because that really helps me with neurological situations that I have. It kind of keeps me on the positive level. And then I begin uh, saying affirmations to myself that I've said for many years. You know, I have a, a group of affirmation and prayers that I say every single day. That's my pathway to becoming conscious. And uh, the very first thing I do is I, I, I rest in gratitude. You know, I rest in gratitude before I even get up and then say, I'm so happy and grateful that I can get up today. 
because not everyone can. And um, I mean, not that I'm comparing myself to someone else, but I know what it's like when you're that person who can't get up. So I say, I'm happy that I can get up today and I can do things. And um, yes, there's sometimes some very challenging environments, mental environments or emotional environments where I'm like, oh, really? You know, um, and then I have to go, yes, really. So, um, (laughs) so be with it and, you know, get past get past what you, what you may be thinking about this. My my biggest tool after I've done all those things is to get up again, put my hiking clothes on and go out for a walk. It's the very first thing that I must do every single day. Really? You do that every single day. You are an inspiration in the morning, in the morning, as as soon as, as soon as I can possibly get my behind in gear, I'm out the door. Um, And well, I have a chihuahua and he has to go. (laughs) I mean, he's, you don't sleep late when you have a chihuahua. <laughs> I'm pointing to the German shepherd who has this huge yard that's fenced. But I was thinking, I've been thinking more and more that, boy, it would be just such a wonderful start to even do a half mile. Like, just yeah. go for a minute. Right. Go. Right. Just go. Yeah. You. yeah. It's really good. It, it puts oxygen in your blood. Um, it loosens up my, my bones and muscles and everything. Um, and you know, while I'm walking, I'm either listening to a motivational, uh, tape, which is another thing I do. The very first thing in the morning is, um, is listen to Bob Proctor's stuff and Tim. Yeah. He he's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I'm, and, and then after I've listened to Bob and Sandy, then I start listening to music It's it's either. And I, I kind of know where I'm at by what music am I choosing? Is it classical or is it jazz? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's one of the two. And then by the time I get back to the house, I'm like, okay, I've let myself air out. I've had a chance to see the beauty. I'm living in a beautiful area in Monterey where I'm actually, I'm still in the forest, Tracy. But then here there are other houses and roads and things, you know, streets, actual streets with signs and everything, you know, so. That's nice. So. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's how I, uh, uh, by then I'm like, okay, bring it on whatever. And I look at my list and there, there it is. That's wonderful. Oh, I love that. How do you define success in your life, Patty? Um, well, when I've made someone else's day better, it's a successful day. If I haven't done that, the day has been a failure. That's the way I look at it. Um, and real success is, excuse me, knowing that you're doing things that make things better for the world. It's having real self-care so that, so that I know my own value and I can let those other stories go away if we all have those other stories. Right. And um, and be ready to show up for the people that I'm meant to work with. That's real success. Um, being able to have an open heart and love my life. That's success. What a gift you are, Betty. What a gift you are. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you said yes to my podcast because I've learned so much more about you and and your gifts that you have to offer others. 
Oh, thank you for inviting me, Tracy. This has been, you know what I love about the questions that you've asked is they really made me think <laughs> deeper into the story. Oops. How do you deal with a challenge? Right. And I don't know why that's happening now. Boy, we've had all sorts. I was telling you there's no editing happening. <laughs> um, how can people find you and work with you? Uh, they can find me at www.thewriterslaunchpad.com, which is uh, tells you a lot about what I do. And uh, there's uh, all kinds of materials on there. There's my blog. There's a link to schedule a 30-minute free consultation, which uh, is a, a great way to get to know each other and figure out, you know, if, if you if you ever thought about doing something like the things that I do, I'm happy to share that time with you. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. I'm on Facebook. So you can connect with me on either one of those platforms. I stick to those two platforms mainly. And if you really want to get to know me face to face, get on Blitzer and come to my event. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And um, you can find all that information in the show notes as well. If you're a reader, uh, you can read the show notes and connect with Betty. If you are a author, blogger, workshop leader, uh, Betty is just a, a wealth of knowledge and what a great coach you've been. And I thank you so very much, Betty. Well, I thank you, Tracy. It's been a real pleasure working with you and getting to know you and Eddie and, and all the different connections that have come about, including uh, reconnecting <laughs> with my friend the animal communicator yes joyce which i will have to uh she's on my list to make an appointment with today yeah so, yeah, yeah what yeah. a gift thank you thank you so much and thank you everybody for listening to today's episode connect with betty and as always click the subscribe button share with your friends leave a review or comment and tune in to the next episode until then